On Monday, August 8th, Tall Can Audio hits 1,000 episodes. Wait, that's still on? Who could possibly still care? And the gang is all here to celebrate. It's euphoric. It's got to be close to Nirvana. It's outstanding. For the first time ever, Maddie, Michaela, Rob, and Matt are all live in studio together. It's happening, you guys! It's happening! Oh my god! Oh my god! I wish you all were here! Is this likely to go well? Just check my notes here. No! At least it will make a lot of noise. Boom. Here comes the boom. A thousand pods and a thousand pints. I don't think I've ever been as proud in my entire life. TCA 1000 drops Monday, August 8th, wherever you find low-quality podcasts. Fuck, it's out of control. Shit. I try and keep all my beers in, you know, my stouts in this row, my nut brown ales in this one. My Yeah, my beer nerd, beer nerd. It's librarians bringing his business Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Cataloging. Yeah. By genre. The Brewery Decimal System. Fuck yes, I am so proud of that. (laughs) Fuck yeah. (laughs) Nailed it. I'm not sure what the f*** this is. I'm about to find out. This is Tall Can Audio. Hello, everybody. Welcome inside an all-new award-eligible edition of the Tolkien Audio <laughs> Podcast. Matt over here, Rob over there. What's happening today, man? We are always eligible, whatever. I, I, I don't even care what the category is. <laughs> right. right? What, uh, it doesn't even need to be a podcast award, no, right? You can, uh, you know. Could be up for a Grammy. Best-looking <laughs> co-host. Oh, and see, did you watch the Grammys last week? I did not watch the Grammys. See, and I think back to... You know, and, and at that point, it may have been the American Music Awards or whatever, but early 80s, 83, 84, Madonna's rolling around on the stage in a wedding dress, right? Looking, okay. and it was just, it was racy, right? Like, people were like, oh my God, I'm scandalized by this wanton whore, <laughs> right? And, and really, that, and that's the thing, right? You're like, people are, are like, oh my God, I can't believe what I'm seeing. And really, she's just rolling around on the stage. And yeah. She, no, she's looking like she it's has not like she's purpose. burning the Bible or anything. Yeah, not yet. No. That's, that's, yeah. A, that's a couple albums further down the road. Wasn't that Sinead O'Connor um, anyway? Was... Yeah, tear, tearing up a picture of the Pope. Oh, that's right. You're, you're right. talking. Um, but Madonna with her, you know, Papa Don't Preach and the, you know, right. the imagery that comes with that further down the road. But yeah, the, the idea that you know, Cardi B and I don't know, Megan the Stallion, mm-hmm. I think, I think is the doing, doing WAP at the Grammys. They performed live. They, they hit that at the Grammys. Yes. How? But yeah, well, see, this is it. It's it on network television. A, yes. And, and this is it. Why do a song where you have to modify 50% of the song, yes. right? Which is what they did, which is what they did. And so I'm thinking thing. how far, well, this is it, but how far you did get the whole wet and gushy that was certainly sure. in there and, and the mop and bucket, which if, if the bloodhound gang says it, it sounds somewhat <laughs> dirty, but if apparently if two women talk about sex that requires a mop and bucket, <laughs> Hey, then you're good to go, man. It's uh, <laughs> I, I'm not sure, but I just found that whole thing to be a bit you much. Go, you mark that. Well, you mark that and you go, and and, and granted, that is 37-ish years in between, right? Sure. We've we've covered a a lot of shocking real estate in between, Um, but yeah, we've come a long way, baby, and I'm not sure it's always such a great thing. 
I think it was the MTV Awards, not the Grammys, where Eminem did the thing with um, Elton John, did uh, Stan. Um, and the open mouth kissed? That, uh, oh, no. That, that was, sorry, that was Britney Spears and Madonna. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that was slightly different. And and I think Christina Aguilera was there, and she was well, the one left hanging, wasn't she? she I was, was going to say, you can't be the third person either going, okay, well, what am I going to do now? Right. I got to get in on this. That, the third, If you're the third one there, what you've got to do isn't going to be shown on network television. Um, but the, they had to clean that song up quite a bit, obviously, for network television. But there was a fairly sizable portion of the audience that was like, you had to clean that up a lot, I'm sure, just to get Elton John to do it. Right? Like Eminem has said some shit over the years. Uh, sure. It may not have been network TV that was the only reason that uh, that changed that. Um, there had to be some apologies. There had to be some. I'm just I'm, doing you know, it for shock value, you know. Yeah, this is it. I don't really mean that. And trust me, you're talking to a guy, and as you know, I've said a pile of shit in my time. Stuff. Two people, and you go, ah, oh. in hindsight, wish I didn't say that. Right. But that's the, that's the wisdom that comes with age. Uh, ideally, what are you drinking today? Um, well, you know what, Matt? It's, it's interesting. And I, I, have, a, I have a small oh, bone a to pick with here. you. Oh. Uh, and we have, first of all, I'm drinking a stout. Okay. I'm, com- I'm coming to your support. Oh. Right for the for the good for the good listener who's taking runs at you for maybe drinking too many stouts. I am um, what I am. Yeah, yeah. So I've actually up the up the ante today, and I'm going with an imperial. Not a boy. So, so I thought you know because I am the original stout guy on this podcast in in many ways. Um, I think of a young Matt who w- wouldn't stray from his Molson Canadian. We we eventually got him to get into a little tenants maybe mm-hmm. that was moving long his way to the pod. Yeah, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Yeah, well, yeah, we're just talking about the the education of tenants. You people should get back. Like it's available. You can still find yeah. it. Try a tenants. It's good beer. Get on a Tetley's too. That is sure. also a sound. You know, a Boddington's yeah. things that oh, are yeah. often overlooked. I love a Boddington's. Right. Um, but yeah, you and I have had this conversation. I've just poured in my Imperial into a pint glass, mm-hmm. right? I'm loving the, I'm loving the nice tan head on it. I've actually soiled the coffee, the, the uh, you know, the tablecloth, but that'll, <laughs> that'll, that'll be a conversation for two hours from now, sure. but neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea that you have to pour a stout into a glass, Matt. Okay. We've, we've had this conversation before. Yes. Um, and I know I, I've now got run support with Michaela on the show who also is much of that. I think back to Friday's show where I don't listen to the whole show, but I like to check in to see what beers you guys are taking down. And and Matt recounted a story of drinking a Guinness out of a bottle, mm-hmm. but that was the one you poured into a pint glass. The Guinness seemed like not something. Well, there's two things going on there. One, I didn't want a, a Guinness out of a bottle. I, I don't really know. But also... There's a lot going on on our Instagram, right? I want to hit a, a certain, uh, I want to get some photos up. I, I need the pint there. And, and that's one that usually photographs well, although coming out of the, the bottle as discussed on that episode, right. apparently it's got to be a violent pour to get the head that you're looking for, for that photo. So that was the main thing there, but yeah. And I know you're not an Instagram guy, but truth be told lately, Many of the stouts that I've tried are being uh, poured 
on the uh, the new TCA stage, which I'm going to get to in a second, for photographic purposes. Let's see nice, how Matt. dark this is, right? So nice. it's got to go into a pine cone. Okay, but, yeah. all right. That was all. As I listened to it, I thought, are you kidding me? Fuck, fuck this guy. Yeah. Now, early 2000s, when Guinness came out with the with the stout in a bottle, you're like, that is not right. It's still not right. It's like it's cock in a box. Okay. <laughs> it's my dick in a box. It's not working, man. It's no. like, or maybe it is. Yeah, uh, well. I'm <laughs> but it, it's, yeah, the idea that, and then they've gone to, I'm not sure they're, Ale House 13, yeah. which is more of a, a black lager. But yeah, Michaela's spot on. You crack that Guinness, you tip that bad you boy right it. upside down. Yeah, right upside down and you let it go. That right. is that is the way to pour it in a can. Whereas on on tap, yeah, you got to kind of turn the glass, turn the glass to yeah, get that cascade. to it. Right. You stop halfway, you let it fit, and then you start again and you turn and you let that cascade action happen. Mm-hmm. So in a can, for sure. It will not, and it'll give you that nice priest collar at the top, right? Yep. Just a sort of three quarters of an inch, bam, perfect. Perfect pour every time. So, yep, a little bit of education going on there. I liked it. I enjoyed it. That being said, doubling back to what I'm drinking, I am drinking from uh, Wellington. I am drinking the Russian Imperial. Wellington the brewery or Wellington the town? Wellington the brewery. Okay, because I'm into Try Wellington up. the town, so go- Take us okay. through. What do you got? Yeah. Try on a welly, right? So this is the Wellington Russian Imperial, it's called. And it's it comes in at a beefy and robust 8%. Okay. But it, and it is black. And yeah. it has a nice it has a nice head on it, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's left with some bubbles and some foam on the side. So um and clearly on the tablecloth, because it's it's blown right over the top. Bubbled so over. yeah, so it's good to go. Right. And I've, I've enjoyed it. And now when you look at some of the tasting notes and you sound like a real douchebag when you start to talk about the tasting notes, but when you talk about roasty toffee, hints of dark chocolate and dark fruit, like dark fruit, what are you talking about? Is that a blackberries? Are we currants? We talking about plums? Like, what do you got here? Don't give me dark fruit. Uh, coffee. It's, it's like, um, maybe you're trying too much, right? Maybe, maybe just I don't give know. me a everything you've said things. there though. It does sound like something I want to try <laughs> a little toffee, little chocolate coffee, dark for everything about that. Sounds pretty good, man. And, and see this to me has, has a really nice, it has a bit of that coffee roasty kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting, I'm not getting too much. Maybe, a, maybe the, the tan head gives you the sort of you know, thoughts of toffee a bit, but I'm not getting much of that, but it is roasty. It is dark and I'm not feeling the 8%, which is a bit scary. Yeah. That's right? something you get to feel later. I think. Yeah. That's okay. Oh, that's, I've had six and it feels like I've had 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is good. Um, I was out today. It's a beautiful 15 degrees, man. Ever, man. Sun beating down. I took, took the dog out for about an hour and a half, two hours and came back. So, I've also backed this up, and I'll crack later. Um, I've got a nice pint of doubling back to the uh, the Prince Eddie's out of uh, out of Prince Edward County. Yep. Um, a black logger by the name of Seek and Enjoy. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So it's a black logger. It'll be coming later. It comes in at about four point nine. Well, let the let the uneducated in. Why is that a clever name? 
little Metallica, yeah. little Seek and Destroy. Yes. Right. So it's 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 actually got a black and white can. There's a it's it sort of looks violent and it's got this Seek and Enjoy sort of in this italics that says I mean business. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it is awesome, and I'll let you know how it goes. But uh, that's that, that's second half of the show. A little black lager following up my Imperial. What do you have going on over there, Matt? I got two things going on as well, <laughs> and uh, one is going to bring scoff as it often does. But we'll start here with the Midtown Brewing Company out of Wellington, Ontario, down in kind of the uh, St. Catharines neck of the woods era. Uh, Niagara region. Uh, this is Canal their area. Their dry Irish stout. It's a four point five percent. Have never tried this one before, and yeah, at this point, it's almost out of spite. I'm going to ride these stouts right into the fucking ground, right? Like everyone yeah. I can find, that's what I'm bringing to the table now. The second one, and it is for a reason. It is hardly a craft. I have uh, waiting for me after the dry Irish stout, a Molson Canadian. As I wish a happy birthday to the TCA research and development team, sometimes referred to on Instagram when his uh, latest creations appear there uh, as TCA maintenance. Uh, my dad's birthday today. He's <laughs> a lifelong Molson Canadian guy. We've done a nice job here of, uh, of winning him over and getting him into the world of craft. But when he is allowed to hit his default setting, there'll be a, a Molson Canadian. So it's a Molson Canadian here that's going to follow this stout. Uh, happy birthday to my old man, to the TCA research and development team. And maintenance crew. Yeah, all kinds and, of stuff going on. There, and, and otherwise known to the rest of us as, happy birthday, Big John Stud. Yes. <laughs> there was a time where there was a passing <laughs> resemblance to Big John Stud. Also goes by uh, uh, our buddy Maddie. Wanted to get him on Twitter, never succeeded, but the handle is going to be at the real big G, right? Was going to be the uh, yeah, so, for sure, for sure. So uh, happy birthday there! Uh, we'll uh, we'll carry on. I, I I don't know. Sometimes and 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 we've already uh, said some things. I'm not sure he'd be super pumped to be associated with uh, on this podcast. But uh, if you see uh, a lot of the uh, the pints that we're putting up now. We're kind of calling it the uh, the TCA beer stage, right? And, and it's got that backdrop with the logo, and, and we can kind of tie some other things into it. That comes out of his workshop. Uh, we've also got some other new stuff coming here in the studio. Looking forward to showing you guys. Um, that'll be on our social media as well. That all comes out of his workshop too. So um, anything cool associated with the pod outside of the audio has probably come from him. So Yeah, the, the audio is all me. Yes. Sure. The, the physical in studio stuff and, and, and the one show we did last summer where I what was what it is I brought. But. <laughs> uh, we'll pushing buttons. Yeah. buttons. Yeah. Um the one show we did when I was in studio last summer when sort of numbers were really low. Yeah, we thought we were there, on the right path and they blew up again. There, there was a nice sort of uh thin plexiglass with a nice wood wood frame that went up in between us in the studio yep of course also big g sure. for sure yep. so um yeah a happy birthday there as uh, as we move forward you I'm, know what matt yeah. mm. before before you get going there was another there was another thing this that, was gonna um, be the time this was gonna be it i was gonna show what i bring to the show but i've been yeah uh, well, pushed we'll, down like yeah we'll, back, we'll, we'll back burner that bad boy all right um we, you were talking, and I, I say I was about to say we were talking. It was actually you and Michaela, but uh, it, it's just as well. 
Uh, and this is what I like when 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 I hear a Hoffley show. Mm-hmm. Again, Hoffley, Hoffley last Wednesday cha- morning episode eight hundred three. Hoffley channels a little bit of his inner Rob Christie too, right? He likes to. He likes does to he know what's called that, or and does he know that's what it's called? Yeah. After eight hundred and five shows, bitch, that's what it's called. <laughs> um. So yes, but. It's, it comes down to, you were talking about guilty pleasures, musical guilty pleasures. Mm-hmm. And, and I agree with you, right? You've, you've gone on, you, you're, you've reached the ripe old age that you are, and you're like, I don't have any guilty pleasures. I just have music I like. Right. And if, and if I want to listen to, you know, whatever it is. That Tootsie Roll. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course, man. There's Matt in a crop top. <laughs> sure, man. Yeah, just bringing it. Just giving her. Uh, I I was in sort of, for the most part, Fridays at work. I go through a sports free Friday, kind of. You know, I'm I've got the weekend ahead of me before the pod. You know, I, I like to check in, see what you and Michaela are doing, mm. and at which is sports. But I like the beer portion and and whatnot. And then I hit music and then a book. Right. And so, um, work or no, no, this is why I'm while I'm working and which is perfect. Right. The background is nice. It allows me to, I don't, I don't hear what's going on. I can't do books, man. I cannot do audio books while I'm doing anything else. I have to, I can't do nonfiction. Okay. Right. Stuff that, that has, if I'm following something specific, I'm just constantly rewinding, going back. Like if I'm doing a book, I got to focus on the book. I, Yeah. I get that, and, and a lot of people are the same. You know, if you listen to any, um, and you probably, or maybe you have touched on some Jeffrey Shara, he does a lot of historical fiction. Okay, but it, it is rich in detail, and and he's too much for me to listen to while I'm working because yeah. there is so much. Think, you know, it's like um, who is the who's the documentary guy on Netflix from PBS? Uh, Burn. Uh- like, yep, that uh, guy. Yeah. A- anyways, Ken Burns. Uh, Ken Burns on baseball. Yeah. On prohibition. Yeah. On, on Vietnam. On civil war. Yeah. On 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 country music. <laughs> on jazz. Sure. Just um, but Jeffrey Shara is like him in book form, right? Okay. So I can't listen to that. Uh, but anyways, I got down a bit of a rabbit hole, which 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 started out with um, you know, music that I was listening to, sort of grade eight, grade nine. Um, and it's funny, you know, YouTube, obviously with the, with the algorithm and it sort of picks up on your, this is what you got going. You have 1986 on the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, like I started out with a little, uh, slow and easy by white snake, which that is dirt music <laughs> 100%. But anyways, it, it's off of the album pre, you know, here we go again, or here I, here I go again. Right. So the real commercial success from white snake, but it's good. It's it it's it's good tunes, um, which takes me to living on a prayer, right? That's sort of that range. And as I'm listening, what comes up next is it's saying, "Hey, you're in 1986. Check out this, right?" And you know, you get Belinda Carlisle, "Heaven is a place on earth." It sure is. Yeah, <laughs> and, and 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 I'm I know it. I get it. I, you know, I I I recognize it as a place in time thing. But what comes up after that, as I'm letting it roll, because I am working, serving the good taxpayer. Mm-hmm. Um, One of the seat moisteners the city employees over at. 
Oh no, man. Uh, we we are moving. We are moving shit big time okay. in in this time. It's uh, you know we are doing boffo business. Anyways, Tiffany's. I think we're alone now. Comes I think on. We're alone now. <laughs> yeah. And, and and I'm like, is anybody going to notice if I just give it a little more volume? Yeah. Just yeah, it right actually. now, man. And I'm looking around because, and so th- this is a version of of Donovan's late '60s sort of classic. I think we're alone now. Yeah. You know, children behave. <laughs> That's what they say when we're together. Anyways, this is one of those things where when Michaela was talking about listening to Brad Paisley, that's the kind of thing where I'm not even playing on the back on the back deck. Sure. I'm it, it's strictly in the earphones, and I'm like, can anybody hear this? Right. No, yeah, it's yeah. so funny that you reference that song because for a while, and I can't find it now. Like it, this was in the um, the LimeWire era, right? The Kazaa era, the uh, okay, of, of illegal downloads. Are. Yeah, and Napster. Right, and so. Um, you know where I stand and, and as does the average listener on, on punk covers, right? And, and just any band grabbing something weird and putting their spin on it. And I think it's Bowling for Soup, right? Who's, who've always been kind of silly and they're like the definition of pop punk or whatever. Um, and now that I'm saying that, it might be no effects, but it doesn't matter. There's a, a punk band and I believe whoever they were now are from Texas. <laughs> Okay, well, it doesn't. It's not central to the story. Yeah, so yeah totally. They're they're from Texas, and they said um, this is one of their first shows in New York City, and they said, you know, if you can make it in New York, well, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere, right? But but that's it. Like when you go dun, to New York, dun, 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 that's you know that's punk rock in America. You're gonna have to have a good show there, and they end up late in the the set playing a cover of "I Think We're Alone Now." A, a punk version of it and the lead singer says afterwards like we were so intimidated coming in here everybody said you know you got to have a great show in new york new york's a tough punk town and at the end of it here you are you know 1500 y'all singing along with it i think we're alone now <laughs> like, yeah, you're course, not man. so fucking tough new york yeah, for, right? <laughs> for sure you're not right and, and and it comes down to it's there's a bunch of things but Michaela was was referring to Live 88.5, a radio station yeah. here in town, which last year did who is the best alt-rock band, right? And the hip won it. And I love the hip, super near and dear to my heart. Top two or three bands, it to me, they won. They're not an alternative band, in my opinion. All right. I, I don't know what you classify them as then. I- uh, to me, they are—they're just—they're—they're a, they're a classic rock band, right? Uh, to me, it's—it's, it's, anyways. But the term alternative, and we discuss it here all the time, yeah. right? In, in in this house as well, right? Um, I live with a with a, a former punk, right? Who is a stiff little fingers, sure, this kind of stuff, and mohawk and, and the like, who's now generated into a. A, a mother and all these other things. Respectable but, member of society. <laughs> right. And so, but it's the idea of, of alternative to what, right? right? Uh, you know, late seventies punk. To what you alter- were talking about earlier. White right. State. Alternative to <laughs> alternative to punk. Right. I mean, alternative to disco. Yeah. And you look at, uh, to me, alternative rock is Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, 
Alice in Chains, SDP. These are alternatives to mm, that's your, interesting. To me, the cult is alternative. Oh, to I me, love cult. Though. Yeah, okay, but that's that's badass rock and roll. That's what that is. All for right, me. I didn't. But see, but but anyway, no. This is this is a conversation. That's the con- you know? Yeah, for sure. And and so to me, those those early grunge bands, Mud Honey and the like, those are alternatives to. Where where rock went in the late eighties, early nineties, yeah. with your enough's enough and your slaughter and your uh, that bullshit Cinderella and you're like, <laughs> I gotta tease my hair and wear spandex and and so to me that's that's an alternative to that and so alternative continues to evolve and change as you need an alternative to mainstream bullshit. Yeah, it's the alternative to whatever everybody else is doing. Right. That's the, yeah. So it's funny you reference mud honey. Um, you know, it's knowing Pearl jam and some of the, some of the grunge history a little bit. Um, Pearl jam used to credit mud honey a lot for allowing them to open for them, like allowing Pearl jam to open for mud honey. And that would, you know, get them some exposure. And then in 2011, 2012, something like that. Um, I go and see Pearl jam at the air Canada center, 20,000 people jam packs sold out and mud honey's opening for them. Right. So the world comes full circle sometimes. (laughs) I went to see, I went to see, and honestly, I, I, I went with my older brothers, um, to see Motley Crue on the shout of the devil tour. I think I'm 12. Okay. And opening for them. Yeah, for sure, man. Don't try. Don't try and French it up there, boy. (laughs) Um, but it was, I was wide eyed. Right. But at that time opening for, for Motley Crue was Y and T, which means nothing to uh, 100% of the listenership. I can almost guarantee or your co-host. Yeah. Um, but they were a sort of seventies, early eighties kind of rock band and, 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 and Vince Neil references in the concert. He's like, I want to thank Y&T. You know, we have more on, on richer tour. for having seen them tonight. <laughs> yeah, very much. I want to thank the real statics. Yeah. Um, but he's saying, yeah, our first big tour, we opened for Y&T. Right. And so okay. it's, yeah. it's just that evolution of. Yep. Right. Hey, man, these guys gave us. Yeah, a, and you remember a where you up, came and, from. Yep. And we made it big. They didn't. But uh, yeah, interesting how that works out. For sure. Um, but moving from the, the Tiffany, I think we're alone now. Do we have I think, to? No, no, I, no, we don't at all, Matt. Really. We got nothing else to talk about tonight. So we're, we're just going to carry on with this. Um, it's a banger as we circle back to. <laughs> Tiffany on that same album. So I think I'm in grade nine at this time. She did a version of a Beatles tune. Well, she was just. 17 and you know what i mean you know that tune vaguely it could be called it could be called 17 but i'm wondering at what point is it no longer kosher to sing about 17 year old girls uh yeah uh in 2021 for sure um i don't know where where we drew the line but and and tiffany can probably do it well, oh, she saying she said, "Well, he was just oh, he was seventeen. Right, yeah, she flipped it right. Yeah, and so it it's it makes me wonder. I think of Kiss back in the either late eighties, early nineties, had a song called Christine, Christine, sixteen, and you're like, oh, oh boy, 
Yeah, I, and I'm like, oh man, I and at the time you think nothing of it. No, because you're probably I'm, 16, and I maybe yeah, this is it. Or and, and you go, and I get that, I get that music in terms of mass selling music that's not nostalgia music, uh, which Kiss may be nostalgia music for a lot of people now. <laughs> um, yeah, is delivered to a teenage crowd. Yeah. Right. So you never really. Well, and if the song is framed right, maybe the vocalist is taking you back to when he too was 16. Right. Maybe. (laughs) But okay. But this is what I'm saying. Right. You can't put that on the same album as, as Gene Simmons singing about Domino. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Every, every time I walk in the door and she bends over. Yeah. Oh boy. Bam. And you're like, okay, you can't, you can't combine those two songs. Is this Christine? Yeah, we loved her. her. Yeah, no, I know. Exactly. That's exactly right. (laughs) She couldn't even drive. God damn it. So yeah, I just wonder at what point you go. "Mm." Yeah. Now I get when the Beatles are writing about it in '64 that at 18 you're you're you're, '64 you're buying a house. And you're you know you're working a full time job and you're having kids at 20 that. It's a little different. Everybody's 17 and 18 is, is different, but man, man, I just, I, I, in this, in 2021, looking back on our Lola conversation, yeah, tread lightly, my good man, <laughs> tread lightly. Uh, it seems like Sportsnet is going to tread lightly on our buddy, Dan Shulman, friend of the show. Not happy to see that. Uh, he had a thread out on Twitter on Sunday, uh, kind of outlining how this is going to go. Um, thus far, the spring training games that have appeared on Sportsnet have been picked up from other networks. Um, but Sunday, that. I've yeah, seen that. for Terrible, sure, man. Buck Martinez and Pat Tabler on the microphone on Sunday as, uh, well, I, I don't know if it was over when we started this, they were getting just cranked by the Yankees. So, um, Tanner Rourke, not going so great. Uh, but as that's happening, Dan Shulman puts out his Twitter thread that says, essentially, when the Blue Jays are at home in Dunedin, Buck and Pat will do the commentary in-house down in Dunedin, and he won't be a part of it. When the team goes on the road, uh, he will call the game with one of Buck or Pat, and then they'll reevaluate as the team does, you know, in a you know maybe after May to see are they going to Buffalo? Is there any chance of them getting back into Toronto? What what that's going to look like? But man, we got spoiled last year. 60 games, Dan Schulman on the mic with Buck Martinez every It was like the early 90s all over. Well, not early, maybe mid to late 90s whatever, but uh I wasn't thrilled to see. I assumed with the travel restrictions, everything being the way they were, we were getting a ton of of Dan again this year. Sounds like at best 50-50 at least to start. Well, and and is he still? I didn't see that. I haven't I haven't read the the thread, or so I, I'm not sure what's happening there. But is he still in Canada? Yeah. Like, is he still in Toronto? Yeah. Okay. So he's looking at doing stuff out of the studio. Yes. Uh, they're for, they're for in house. They both live down in Florida, I guess. Buck and Pat. I mean, or at least yeah. down in the U.S. and are able to do it. Um, so even the road games, since it's all going to have to be done off the monitor anyway, like Buck and Pat aren't going to travel with the team then right. you would bring Dan in. But uh, yeah, while they're in Dunedin, they're going to allow for the. Uh... When Ta- and Tabby does, Tabby was, was not looking at, uh, at coming North for the season. Right. So he, he that yeah, was part season. of the deal. Yes. Yeah. In, in the initial sort of pandemic 
and, and and the games opening up, he was he wasn't coming north. Right. And so, but Buck was here, Dan was here. Yeah, anything that's gonna limit my Dan Shulman intake. Man. But but I, I think I think we all understood, maybe not Matt, apparently, that 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 this provided us, you know, one of those windows where you go, Oh man, we're super fortunate, right? To to have him. But it was likely going to be a short-term thing. Anybody with Dan Shulman's skills, right? To whether it's going to be called NCAA basketball, whether it's what you know Sunday night baseball, that we're probably it's short-lived. Our our keeping him all to ourselves, right? I don't know. Apparently, the, I didn't understand. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was just going to say, can you get past the the sideways elbow? Yeah, there? seriously. <laughs> um, yeah, look. He never was signed on to do 162 games, and then last year happened the way it was, and they they needed someone who was you know able to come and do it quickly. This is going to look a little differently, I guess. But uh, I, I thought this year with there's them still not traveling a, a crew, right? That it yep. might look similar to last year, um, maybe not 162. But more than fifty fifty. But I guess they're gonna reevaluate in a month or two and Matt Matt is that Matt is that jilted lover who 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 had no idea things were on the rocks, but apparently they were. Hey, things were perfect. What do you mean it's over? <laughs> and I and talking about over, I've finished. I still that love you, Dan. I, it's, well, I still love you, Dan, but no, he's no, 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 no. You're, you're, you're on the outside. You're not a part of this I, anymore. I understand. Yeah. I got to share you, Dan. That's really all <laughs> it is, right? If you really love something, Dan, you got to set it free. Right. Matt is a bit one of those. I'm going to, I'm going to smother you, man. I'm going to, I'm going to crush you close to my breast. Wow. Talking about sadness. Jesus. I've <laughs> finished that Imperial. Yeah. And I wish I had another one. It's made you it mean, me. man. Was, <laughs> yeah, it's this Imperial right yeah, now. That's, exactly. that's done all that. Um, that's a gorgeous drink. I would do that again in a heartbeat. Um, I had up in the queue. I pulled this the, Imperial uh, Seek and enjoy. No, you didn't get the Seek and Enjoy. This is the Wellington. Oh, uh, I'm going to crack that Seek and Enjoy Black Lager here in a second. Yeah. Um, this is the Wellington Russian Imperial Stout. Right, yeah. Um, but I pulled it out of my little, uh, my stout alley, right? I, I have, I, I try and keep all my beers in, you know, my stouts in this row, my nut brown ales in this nerd. one. My, yeah, my beer nerd, beer nerd. This librarian's bringing his business yeah, home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cataloging. Yeah. By genre. It's the brewery decimal you know. system. <laughs> Fuck yeah, yes. Bro- I am so proud of that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Nailed it, man. <laughs> I'm only sorry that I trampled on it. Yeah. The Brewery Decimal System. Yes. And that's a mad thing. That's a, we're good with that. Um, it's, it's um, I wish I had another one. Yeah. But in behind it, what I had was the Lake of Bays Coffee Stout, which you had just had. Yep. So I took that off the top shelf. Okay. Fi- filed it on the bottom shelf, which mm. means non-pod consumption, right? We don't need to go back to the Lake of Bays because Matt's already taken care of that. So have you yet tried it? Uh no, because like I said, I just pulled this Imperial out today. Yeah, okay. And and sitting in behind it was like your vending machine. You go, well, I wonder what's behind the score bar. Oh, it's a Twix. 
I, I want that too. How do I get the Twix instead of the score? Is the question there? That's oh no, man. I love. Nah, Come on, no, talk, no, we talked. We talked about this before, man. I am. Score is probably a, a one seed in my. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Your March sadness. <laughs> yeah. All right. Whatever, man. I uh, I like what I like and don't trample on it. Right. Um, as we continue along here with, uh, the things we wanted to get to, you had referenced, and I don't think we've talked about this before, this, this North division in the NHL and the travel that goes with it, the time zones that go along with it. Um, you know, there are other teams in other divisions. I think everybody, but the East division is dealing with multiple time zones, but nothing quite as crazy and I don't know, maybe it's not even fair to qualify it as crazy as the three different time zones going on in the, uh, in the North, but you know, Tampa's going as far West, I guess, as the central, uh, there is another central team in, in the Pacific that's going all the way to California. So there's a couple time zones crossed and just the, the idea that this might be wearing teams down or, you know, the fact that there are series being played instead of just going out there for kind of one-offs against everybody. You know, what's your sort of take or opinion on what this division has done, you know, as far as travel is concerned? I, I, you look at, um, to me, the Leafs who are the, the premier team in the North division. Sure. Right. They roll out to Edmonton and they put the, they put the nipple clamps yeah. on the Oilers like nobody's business. And you're like, that's fucking mean hockey right there. <laughs> right? It, it, it's 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 low scoring. Yep. It's it's the Leafs are shutting down the Oilers. It's it's a bunch of things. You know, like that's awesome. Three goalies they, pitching shutouts. You'd well, think all, we are ultimately two deep. goalies <laughs> pitching shutouts. Freddie <laughs> Right. No, you're right about that. You're right. Bargain. Sorry. Yes. There's a little foreshadowing yeah. for later in the pod. Right. Um but then the Leafs move over to Vancouver, who is scuffling and out of the playoffs in yep. the North Division, and they lose back-to-back games. Yep. It's it's hard to travel time zones. East teams going west usually get butt-fucked. That's how that works. Um, if you look at in the East Division, which is the only division with no time travel, mm-hmm. as you've as you've already touched on, if you look at the at the Bruins and the Flyers record. Post Tahoe, man, they were they are five hundred teams, Got whomped, including yeah. including the Flyers losing nine zip to the Rangers. Well, we should elaborate there just for anybody who wasn't totally fa- when they played those outdoor Lake Tahoe games. They wanted more than just the Colorado Vegas matchup on this supposedly brilliant you know rink and what I'm shitting right. on it now, but it looked awesome to me beforehand. I thought it was a great idea, so they asked a couple of those Eastern teams. And it was Boston and uh, uh, Philadelphia, yeah, that, that went out west and played that game and then turned around and came back. So they are the only two teams in that division who've had any out-of-time zone travel. And, yeah, they've stumbled hard since they got back. Immediately rolled back. The Bruins were looking, yeah, untouchable in that yes. division for, for a while, right? And now they, they had sort of you know, come back to the pack a bit, but they went out to Tahoe and they were a 500 team coming back. Yeah. It, it was, and the flyers. And, and so you look at that and go, yeah, every team has its ebbs and flows in a season, but 
Is it a coincidence that these two teams, who are the only two teams in that division, who have to leave the time zone and come back? Yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't considered that. And so, to me, when people, uh, mostly in the East Division, who look at the, at the North and go, oh, that's a shit division. Right. There's people getting, you know, BF'd all over the place. <laughs> I, I, sorry, I'm stuck on once I get stuck on things. Seriously, yeah, this is, yeah, uh, this is where yeah. the mind is today. And, and you go, well, the, what happens, right? And and it's I think we all don't give enough, a t- pay enough attention to the fact that you are leaving time zones and especially making it to the West Coast. Yeah, yeah, that that is a significant chunk in terms of pregame prep, naps, meals. And we are talking about fine-tuned athletes. Yeah, your body clock is... And and I'm just not sure that that gets enough enough focus. right? And and to be fair, we should say it is impacting those Western teams as well, coming out here and suddenly playing games at what probably feels like 3 or 4 p.m. Um, And I I think initially, if you'd asked me before the season started, all of this would have been limited by the series setup, right? We get to out west, or they get here, and for the first game, you're a little, ah, whatever. But we're playing two or three, and it's kind of making up for it. That doesn't really seem to have been the case, right? Like, teams just look out of sorts kind of thing when they get to these other um, places, and then when they get back to their own time zone, it does, just like any other road trip, take time to to make up for. Um and, and, and to me, the the analogy or the example we've given of the Bruins and the Flyers yeah. as the only two teams to have to leave, and yet they both simultaneously go, bam, right? Yeah, my wheels have coming gone, home, yeah. Yeah, my wheels have gone both square. Look like Joe Biden walking up a set of steps to the uh, Air Force <laughs> One. <laughs> Man, and... and God bless you, Joe, but uh, <laughs> you didn't do yourself you look, any favors, man. Well, and you look super old, man. Like it's, it's just, well, and it's, it's funny, eh? Cause who hasn't at some point in their life stumbled over a step or missed a step, or, but just when the narrative is already sleepy, Joe, and, he's yeah. old, and you're like, well, Oh no. Right? Like, hey, f- Friday. So when I go into work, I work in a three story building. My work station is on the third floor. And so what happens is, Stairs up, elevator down. That is the flow in the building, right? You have to go up the stairs and okay. then down and down the elevator so that nobody bumps into people. Oh, for COVID, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, for COVID. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Non-COVID times, you do whatever you need to do. Yeah. Uh, and most fat asses take the elevator both up and down. <laughs> so it's totally fine. But I, I am I'm wearing a mask because as soon as you get in the building, right, I got to yep. have the mask on. Um. And I am in a low carbon footprint building. It's it's got all three floors, glass, you know, glass walls. It's the sun beats in, it's got all chrome and glass everywhere. Right. And and, and now I'm wearing a mask that is fogging my glasses. <laughs> so yeah, I got to the top and I'm like, all right, I'm I'm going to step off. Like I'm at the top. Oh, wait, I got one more step. Yeah. So, so Sleepy Joe and I, bam, I'm like, <laughs> fuck. And, and there's nobody around, but I, I feel like kicking shit. You're right. like, are you kidding me? It's it's 
And I'm yeah, not sure luckily which... yours isn't going to be shown on Fox News 24-7 yeah. for yeah. the next and, two weeks. And I'm weeks. not sure which is worse, and maybe you can help me with this. And any of the good listeners who have who have done anything at night, right? You know, letting the dog out, or you're going to check on on the on your baby or whatever it is, and and you're walking upstairs and you're expecting one more step, and you make that step where there's there's no more <laughs> lift your there's foot no, way up. There's no there's no more yeah, step. Exactly, you're like, yeah. Fuck! <laughs> now, if the baby wasn't awake, it is it's, now, it, but. It's like, the other one. Like, it's the other I, one where there's I one more like, step than you think there is, as opposed to the one fewer. That's yeah, okay. the worst. Yeah, I, I agree with you, but I'm just saying it's we've all we've all been through that where you're like, is anybody looking? No, okay, that makes me that pisses me off. So, um, point being, and you could make the argument if you wanted that it's just a coincidence that both Boston and Philly struggled coming back, but it is a a case study like it's hard to analyze that in the north because everybody's doing it everybody's going back and forth so what does it mean right it's harder to pin down but only two other teams have had to do the big jump like that three time zones away and they both struggled coming home so maybe it is something we don't pay you know quite enough attention to i know over the years the canucks have spent millions of dollars on how to maximize travel how to make sure guys are getting the right sleep, you know, instead of the traditional get out of town that night after a game, they sometimes stay an extra day because they have experts who say you're going to be way better off just wherever it might be, Chicago or whatever, just stay, sleep, get on the plane the next day. Um, so it is something that some teams are are aware of. Uh, I can't imagine for one season that the rest of the, the Canadian division has spent too much time or, or money on it, but you may find that you could easily see, I, I don't know, Montreal, Vancouver, Toronto, Edmonton in the first round. And all of a sudden it's going to be a big deal, right? <laughs> For four teams. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, you are, you are looking at, yeah, I, I like the, in the option, first round. Like, yeah. I, I, I it's, to me, Vancouver not making it. Yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying, though. Calgary no, no. to Montreal, I, I and yeah. I do. But uh, you are looking at at two Eastern teams and two Western teams, probably. Yeah, likely going to make it, and there'll be time travel. Yeah. in all in all series. Yep. Right. No, and, and again, yeah, we can't say that Vancouver's not going to make it. I I, I am. Um, <laughs> holding the Habs tight. Well, I I, I am keeping the, the Habs as a playoff team. But I have been so surprised by the Jets. Like to me, that's the team that I look at it and go, uh, "I I didn't see them making the playoffs. I saw them as I think Matt saw it. Uh, maybe Matt did. Yeah. I, I I don't I don't recall because I dismiss it. Sure, out of hand. Yep. Um. No, we were close on a bunch, but you had a you had a tier. I had top tier Toronto, Calgary, Edmonton. Uh, in, not in that order. Calgary, Toronto, Edmonton, in that, and then my second tier was Winnipeg, Vancouver, Montreal, and I had Winnipeg getting the uh, fourth spot. Okay, yeah. See, to me, I had I had Montreal solid in three, I had Edmonton in four, and I had Winnipeg in sixth. Right. Vancouver in five. Right. Yeah. Um, Watching watching Vancouver, I love. I mean, Vancouver, Winnipeg. I, I, that second line of Dubois centering Ehlers and Connors. Yeah, that's not their second line. That's their first line. Like, okay, but I'm I'm just telling you that is their second line. Yeah, 
but it is. That's it a is great fun. line, man. That's a kid's <laughs> a. Yeah, it's fun to watch in terms of. of well, Dubois how you must have, have landed there and been like, you mean I don't have to play with Texier and <laughs> Bjork? Like, just guys no one's ever heard. Just made up names yeah, from the yeah. EA NHL games. Like, <laughs> Glover Texier, who's fighting in the UFC on, right, on, sure. on odd days, and now he's <laughs> playing for Columbus on even days. Like, right. What was happening here? Yeah, no, I agree that he shows up there and goes, Okay, wait. <laughs> well, look at this. And and the beauty and is no torts. Oh man. I love yeah, Winnipeg. No. A sentence yeah. no one has ever uttered before. Ever. <laughs> right. If you if you think back to our good friend, why do you have to be so why mad? Do you have to be mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's humongous. <laughs> uh, who I think is still getting paid by the Flyers. No doubt, man. Um good for you, Breezy. Yeah. Oh, Breezy. Love you, Breezy. Um it's that line is you got Ehlers and, and Connors who are both can be triggermen, yep. right? Who can, who can both be, or who seem to have a nice chemistry where they, they sit together. I, I'm surprised by how, by how good they've been, right? They've solidified. I think that that top six right. is, is the only team in this division that rivals Toronto, I yep. think in, ter- in, in terms of the top six. Yep. Um, we'll see what happens in terms of the defense. I, I'm kind of liking. They better do something else. Um, right. They better right. be the team who go gets at home or or something like that. Like that's a bad defense. Well, but it, but it hasn't been as bad as you would have. Like, let's well, look at this. Wait, as wait, long wait, as you want to do Hellebuck at 940 from now on, like then it'll work. But you better find. But, but see, but see if if there's any team in this Canadian division. He's the best goalie in this division. Yes, he is. And so if I had to go with with Morrissey, Pionk, and, and DeMillo and company <laughs> with and with, yeah. with one team, it's this team, right? Ellabuck has been has been the best goalie. Yep. Um, and you look at it and go, yeah, I, I could they use some defensive help? Sure. I I, I agree with that, but I, I I've been surprised by how good they've been. And how they've been able to sort of outmuscle offensively any of their defensive woes. Um, yeah, for me, they're a playoff team. They are still not as good as Calgary or Edmonton. Oh, see, I, I, I'm not, I, I'm not thinking the Flames are making the playoffs, man. I, 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 I see, like here now after they're doing I that subtle thing, you get that coach bounce, you. I don't know, yeah, man. yeah. Well, they had they had the coach bounce, and we talked about this last week or the week before. The coach bounce coupled with the return of your starting goalie, yep, right. In Markstrom helps you out. Um, I look at watching that Jets Oilers game Saturday night, um, and and I think we've both talked about this slingshot bullshit that people see on the power play. Yeah, you like drop back and then. That's garbage. And and the senators do it like from the red line back to your net. And you're like, what are you doing, man? Now we're all stacked up at the blue line. It's the biggest chunk of bullshit you've ever laid eyes on. A couple secondary assists for Joey Decord or whatever. <laughs> uh, but I'm uh, watching the Oilers last night and they drop it back to a top speed McDavid. Dude is dude is a one man Honestly. a one man entry, right? Like he just sort of goes, excuse me, excuse me, yep. excuse me. And he's in, and you're like, what <laughs> is happening here, man? Like that is I get it. 
you can do it, right? You can do. Yeah, if you have a McDavid. Well, okay, no, I, I, I get it. And, and, and as of last well, night. The only guy that has ever made it work in Toronto is Willie. Like, he's he's our zone murder. entry king. No, Willie is no? not nearly like William Nylander does it. Willie has way better zone entry stats than Marner. Um, we just don't like to talk about him as much, right? Like, once you're in the zone and set up, Marner's your guy. You want him running everything. But to get in and get set up with control... Yeah, you can do it. You can drop it to Willie. He'll navigate through and, and get it set up just slightly better than, than Marner does. But he's the only guy. And I'm not comparing him, to, obviously, yeah, to yeah, McDavid. No, no. He doesn't do it at the same pace. He's he's not. But when they do it to anybody else, when they do it to, to Matthews, when they do it for, for Tavares or, or even Marner, it just doesn't work. Like, I don't love it, man. I And, I, and the whole it, league's doing it. Yeah. And, and only... You know, one third is doing it well. Yes, and, and when it does, you know, like the senders are their their power play is in the bottom third, and it's it's due to that. Yeah, you know, don't the if you can, you, you got to come with speed, right? Right. And 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 if you're dropping it so far back where everyone's stacked up on the blue line, you have just stagnated everything, and you've caused yourself more players to go around. Yeah. Right. And, and, and you talk about Nylander and it, and it's funny because it, it, it sort of gets towed here a lot, right? 41 whole, goals in the last 82 games. Yeah. He's still the guy who's got to go. I think when it comes oh, down to, if you, if you're good, if you're good, I, I understand what you're saying, right. In terms of we're in cap trouble. Of, so let's trade our best value contract. All right. All right. Who, who of the top three, you think somebody's going to take Tavares? Is anybody taking I'm, that contract? If you're going to force me, to trade yep. one of those four, it's Marner. Yeah. Okay. I think you have a, for sure you'll have a market for that. Yes, you will. No problems. There the are comparable is, players at like $4 million difference in cap space. Ah, uh, see, I'm, I'm taking Marner every day over Nylander. Okay. At, to me, despite, to me, the, despite the price tag difference. Yeah. At, at, well, is he $4 million? Dollar. Matt, Matt, Matt. Yeah. That's, Fat Mitch Marner cash. I am absolutely taking that over okay. Nylander. Well, if you're looking at this team and saying the problem is the cap, so we're going to trade our. No, you're talking about that. You're talking about it in Toronto. We're not talking about it elsewhere. You're the one I, I who think... said he's the one who's got to go. I'm saying he's the one. I didn't say he's got to go. I'm saying he's the Unless I did say yeah. that. <laughs> you're uh, begging okay. me to copy paste uh, there. <laughs> And, and and you talk about Nylander, and it's and it's funny because it it, it sort of gets told here a lot, right? Forty one goals in the last eighty two games. Yeah, he's still the guy who's got to go. I think. Yeah, uh, but I don't want to be. I don't want to be that guy who says he's the biggest problem. Are you saying he's the biggest problem? I did not say he's the biggest problem. <laughs> you don't want to get John Scott scotted yeah, on this podcast. I, Solely responsible. Yeah, no, all I'm saying is I, I think we all agree that Nylander at his top-end talent is very good. Like, the guy has 40. badass skill. Yeah. Uh, 41 goals over the last 82, 82 games. Yeah. All I'm saying is Don't do that. Do not. At 7 million bucks ahead. He's a bit of an enigma, right? Where, you know, if you want to talk about pre Steve Simmons article 
buddy is oh, scuffling. You, I, Every day yeah, I'm man, scuffling. It must have been Steve Simmons that got him fired up, I guess. It, it is. It absolutely is. <laughs> Just... Okay, okay. Uh, You're I'm balking saying... at his real numbers. Don't tell me his statistics. Well, what are we doing then? Okay, what, what was he doing prior to that article? He was struggling. Okay. Unhe- <laughs> unheard of across NHL forwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he's a guy who, when he struggles, he struggles in all areas to me. No, it's not correct, man. <laughs> it's okay. just not. All right. And we could, I got all kinds of time for this debate, right? In terms of, of your guys who are, I'm going to do lots of action with little result. I'm going to do nothing with no result, right? Those sorts of things. All kinds of players have these actions. Mitch Marner is an elite talent. He is not $4 million better than yeah. William Nylander. See, see, to me, and Willie's coming in, which is shy of seven. And and Mitch is coming in at two point ten point two five. Ten point eight nine three. Whew. Yeah. See that see, vanity a, license plate too. Gotta yeah. have Dougie's number at the end. It's not ten point eight. It's eight yeah. nine three, because that's yeah. cute. Uh to me, he's overpaid. Mitch? Yeah. Fuck yeah, he is. Yeah. So uh, but we've said that all along, right? And people want to people want to write in with the fat Mitch Marner cash. No, you're right. People have been writing in and and giving the the fat Mitch Marner cash thing. Um, so he is overpaid. It's just a question of of if you're gonna undo one of those top four. For me, it's it's the Mitch one. And yeah, and and, and the thing is, I'm still not convinced is, that's where Kyle's gonna go. Yeah, yeah. Well, like with he any said, of them. he said as long as I'm here, Willie's here. He did not say that, but. Uh, um, but he's making six, six, eight, six, nine, yeah. whatever it is. Yep. Um, and, and, and granted he is, he is worth every penny of that and more now, mm-hmm. right? When, when he came, when he got that contract out of a nine goal season, a 20 goal season and a 21 goal season, right? Pre 30 goal season, Right, you looked at that and went, okay, you're paying. That's a situation where you're paying for future potential. Right, that has been realized, and so to me, that is a feather in his cap. Right, but at the time, I was not big on that contract. Right, and I, so, and I was never big on the Mitch. Anything that was going to start with anything no, no, bigger sorry, than a I, nine. I'm talk- I, know, yeah, I, I know. I was talking about the Willie. Yeah, and and as as to me, yeah, for sure, the Marner and his dad, but his, his dad's happy, so. <laughs> As long as dad's happy. Um, why don't we talk a little bit about, um, I wanted to, I, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad we're going to do this tonight because this show is going to come out Monday morning. Uh, and hopefully the good listener, those of you who wish to be somewhat realistic, uh, will catch this before you catch Toronto sports radio's response to it because it's going to be insane. It's already stupid on Twitter. Let's talk Toronto goaltending. Um, Do it, Matt. Freddie, not been so good. Jack, (laughs) back to back, though separated by like a month and a bit. Uh, I guess a little less than that. Jack Campbell, back to back shutouts. In my mind... There's no question he has earned the right to start again on Thursday. The question becomes, what do you... Against the juggernaut Ottawa Senators. Is it again? Fuck, eh? 
guaranteed loss night, it seems. <laughs> Not with Sens only be that. two teams. They only ever win against Toronto and Montreal. It's somewhat And inferior. Calgary. Okay. And Calgary. Three wins against Calgary. All right. Um, so I think Campbell goes again there. But the question becomes, what's your thought on Fred? And most people seem to have decided that he is now the worst goalie we've ever had. And I could offer you some names there if you want to go back and have that conversation. The monster. Yeah, he'd be ahead of Fred for worst goalie of all time or ever. We could talk about Toscala. Toscala uh, is exactly where I was going next. We could next. talk about Pogi. Uh, we could have a few conversations. How about Tuka Rask? He was a great Leaf goalie. Uh, wait. Oh, well, never. I, oh, dear. Yeah. No, that wasn't so good. Um, I've I tried really hard for a long time to defend Fred and there's just there's just no way around the fact right now that he hasn't been very good now the other thing to keep in mind is once Campbell was ready to go on Saturday they didn't dress Fred as the backup now Keith has done this a few times when you have the night off you have the night fully off at least this year when you're carrying three goalies anyway and I really like it but he said after the game Fred wasn't healthy enough to go as the backup anyway. So it wasn't just the the full rest thing. I have felt that all the way through this. Um, I felt it last Sunday when Hutch gave up two out of three, two goals on three shots against the Sens and Fred had to come in back to back. We didn't have a capable backup while Campbell was down uh, aside from Hutch's one shutout in Edmonton. Good for you, yeah. man. Uh, Leafs have three shutouts this season. Two by Campbell. Yep. One by Hutch. Right. And so that wasn't good, right? Like it's not, if, if, if he's battling something and he has said as much, the coaching staff has said as much, then this was tougher. He was playing through the fact that there was no one else. And that being said, his struggles date back further than that, right? It hasn't just while he had a good start to this year or you know, not a great first two games. I don't know what you want to read into that in terms of no camps and this and that. I just, I have felt like there's been a lot of games with Freddie Anderson this year specifically where I've been like, okay, but Matthews kicked that up over his shoulder or that was tipped in front or yeah, there's one or two that aren't his fault, but at some point that's got to be happening to every team, right? Like, Sometimes your job is just to make the save that's hard to make and he hasn't done it. So while you can kind of game by game, be reasonable and be realistic at some point, your numbers just are what they are, right? You're not having worse luck than every other goalie every night. Um, You know, you and I kind of agreed for a long time. Fred was kind of a, I don't know, eight or nine through 12, 15 starting goalie in the NHL, kind of that upper half of the second tier maybe or what have you seen out of that guy and do you think it's it's Campbell's net now I think it's I think it's absolutely Campbell's net and I have been one of those guys who've I've looked at him as a as a sort of a bottom half of the top tier yeah or top half of the league right to me he was always in that range of you know, I'm going to be a 10 to 12 sort yep. of starting Never goalie. Never a Vesna, but you're fine with that. Right. Guy. 
Right, and 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 that's what the Leafs to me needed was somebody in that range. Yes, but um, you know he has a he's a big body, right? Who sometimes looks cumbersome. Somebody <laughs> tweeted the other day that he's playing at around two thirty eight. You know, would he be better at two twenty five, two twenty two? I'm probably. Oh, you sound just like my cardiologist. Just leave us alone, <laughs> man. We're fine. You, you sound like your coach with Young Robinson. <laughs> Don't 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 hate on the big man, right? <laughs> Come on, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I was also one of those people who thought early in the season that I don't know what you guys are going to do next season, right? If, yep. if 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 the fans run run them out of the league or uh, off league, the team, yeah, off the team because you'll play somewhere. Um, it's a lot like Patrick Laleem here with a sub a sub two playoff. Mm-hmm goals against but yet bam we need to get rid of you because there's been a lack of playoff success ultimately this has been the thing that i keep running into and i think it's reasonable for leaf fans on twitter and in my mentions and in my direct messages and just fucking everywhere to point out that fred hasn't been good but to take the leap that that automatically means campbell will be is a risky fucking proposition, man. That guy's played 10 games for us. Um, yeah. He's, he was a career backup who didn't even become that until he was like 27, 28. Yeah. He's been better this year than Fred, but he's also been hurt a lot. He's never been a starter before. And just because you've decided you're done with Fred doesn't mean Campbell is suddenly a guy red, you know, that you should trust to carry a team with deep playoff aspirations this year. He's never shown that before. I like him. I like what he's done for the team. I like him in the role he's in, and I would give him the net for the next game. But there's no evidence to suggest you should bank on him being the shutout machine <laughs> that he's been this year in two of four starts or whatever it's been. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot to ask a guy who is thirty or twenty nine. Whatever, yeah. like he's he's in that range. Yes, he is. Uh, who has never been a starter? Um, all the things that you've just cited. It's a lot to ask that guy to be a cup contender's yeah. go to. Fred bad does not mean Jack good. Yeah, <laughs> but it, but it but it isn't too much as you've alluded to say. Hey, man. Freddie isn't great right now. Yeah. We're going to ride Jack till he throws us. Yep. And, and and when you're a team that's lost five of the last seven. Yep. Or what or whatever it is, Toronto's in that range, six of eight. Yep. Um, you sort of go, yeah, man. Campbell does not seem to give up the bad goals. That's right. Right. You go, we just need somebody who's going to come in and go, stop the stoppables. Yep. Save the occasional, as our friend JR would say, save the occasional unsavable mm-hmm. and move forward, man. If, if beat me on the on the stuff that everyone's gonna get beaten on. Yeah. But stop the stoppables. Yeah. Anything and I think that, where you go, I would you, where you're just tipping your cap, you fine, yeah. right? We'll live with that, right? <laughs> like, don't don't beat me on the short side. Right. Ah, the AHL goal. Don't do that. Yeah. If you can limit those, don't lose your net. That one uh, sexy Spezzy scored on Saturday night. 
Oh, fucking, we, we can talk with Spez all night, man. <laughs> Spez is uh, next to only, I think, Marner and Matthews in terms of goal scoring on the lease right now. Um, guy's killing it at, at, at 39. Yeah. Um, but Campbell go in there, and on that team, in this division, to me, the Leafs are so much the class of this division mm-hmm. that if if Freddie, something happens, and if Campbell can just give you 915 goaltending, I think this team is going to be fine. It'd be like 20, 30 points higher than what we're getting right now. Um, well, and, and so you look at, I think Freddie's in the eight uh, in the 860 range over his last eight games or yeah, nine games. Like 890 and, for the year or something. Yeah. yeah and nobody wins. Nobody wins nope. with sub 910 goaltending. No. Nope. Right. And so uh, I'm not sure it's a controversy right now, but hey, you got to go with Campbell right now. And you let Freddie, and I heard it somewhere else, but somebody was saying, yeah, let let Freddie go and work with the goaltending coach. I'm not sure who that is in Toronto. Right. But you go, let him, let him, let let Jack Campbell run with the ball for a couple of games. Yeah. Let and let Freddie just sort of That's where I'm at, man. Whether he whether you think he's hurt, and a lot of people will tell you that's me making excuses for it it might be. I don't know if he's hurt or not. I haven't ruled it out. Is he mentally spent? Is he just kind of frazzled? Who cares? Give Campbell Thursday, and if it goes well, give him Saturday. Freddie will now have had more than a full week off, and then take another look at it, right? See what you want to do. And, And and if Fred goes back in, struggles again, then yeah, I guess it's Campbell's net. But I haven't yet written off Fred. I'm prepared to go, yeah, we need to give Campbell a couple starts here to see if we can write the ship. But I haven't decided I'm Fred's just done. Like I, I was interact I was interacting with a couple of Lee fans on Twitter. I saw the other the, the idea though trolling. That, <laughs> it's not trolling. Is it trolling? Keep trolling, trolling, trolling. Yeah. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, me and Fred, mm. me and Freddie Durst, Freddie Durst, Freddie Anderson. It it, co- it comes down to, yeah, uh, Freddie doesn't perform well when he's overplayed or underplayed. Right? Yep. <laughs> well, which is it? What's that fucking sweet spot? Well, it, it is interesting right now, right? That they haven't given him an extension, and Keith has made it clear for a while. You're not necessarily my guy. You were Babcock's guy, right? Like, I, he's he's. Given him, he's believed he was the number one, but he doesn't give him everything Babcock used to give him, right? He doesn't come out in the press conferences and always say, you know, Freddie gave us everything. You know, he's he's kind of been harder on him and said, yeah, the best guy's going to play here. And, and they've shown Fred that you're going to have to earn, and I don't think Fred will be back, regardless of what happens the rest of this season. Well, that's five million bucks, yeah. but where are they going? No. That's a totally legitimate question, but it's a different question, right? I for think. sure. No, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get, and it's not a question for, you know, late March. Right. 2021. That is it. That seems like a July, August. Yep. 2021 question. You know, when uh, Jack Campbell's picking up his Vesna, maybe we'll already know what. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, and hey, hey, maybe, maybe, maybe Mike Smith or Braden Hopi are available. Yeah. Do it. Hey. Come on now. I'm ready to bring in Anti Ranta and have him play three games before going on LTIR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's, you know, this is, as I've seen elsewhere, you know, this is the season for the 
for the Leafs, right? They are in a in a division which is competitive path. Yep. Which is a competitive division. Now we'll see what happens, right? You get to play off Vice on the Leafs, right? Where that pressure ratchets up. Yep. And, and we'll see what happens. But to me, this is they have a clear path to a division win this year. I think they're the best team in this division. Agreed. It's a clearer path than it's been in years, right? Like, right. And so, so you better uh, load up. You better try something. And you know that the Leafs are going to be happy with a division win and a Final Four appearance, right? That will be, well, you know, that would be a huge move like for sure. Lift, yeah. Of course, right now, it you know, is it is it slightly fuzzing the 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 big picture? That'll be the question, right? Is there but an doesn't asterisk? matter, right? Is there, no, right, just get there. Just get in the fucking dance, right? Like right now, it, it, the idea of being, you know, in a conference air quotes conference final because yep. I'm not sure what that's going to yeah, look no, like right now. The East and the North, if that's what it is, right? It, well, made, they're going to reseed. So best points percentage, highest point, whatever they're going to do. One versus four, two versus three. They're not going to worry about geography. Okay. Well, and 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 to me, and right I, I now, think the, North is four. Right, but, but to me, the Leafs are a top six team in the NHL. Right, Looks like it as it is, as it is right now, and yeah. so uh, I, I'm not. If if as 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 honestly as as much as it hurts my heart and <laughs> and and saddens me, I'd love to see the Leafs lose to the Habs in the first round. That would be fucking awesome. Wow. Yeah, that to me, sorry, that's yeah, that's the way it that goes. That was telling, man. Because normally yeah. you've had the Leafs and Habs kind of right there on this equally hateable. You have made your, you've drawn your <laughs> yes. line in the sand. Oh, no. Sorry. I And, and really, I'm sorry if for 805 episodes, I've misled the good listener and apparently Matt. But the Leafs are on my, they are the, they are the team. Sure. I but, but to the point where it's fucking awesome. I did. Okay. Uh, okay. That was, that was further to that end of it than I expected. All all right. Well, and what that really means is, is the Leafs have a younger core. Mm -hmm. The Habs window is now, right? Like if they don't, if they don't make any hay, any hay at all in the next two years, man, your Weber, your Petrie, your price, all those guys are like, whoo, you're out of your. Yep. And so to me, I, I, if I if it came right down to it, I want to see the Habs of today beat the Leafs of today, and I'll worry about next year. Next year, <laughs> all right. That's, that's how it goes, man. Jeez. If you want a little, in, if you want a little insight into Rob's brain, that's it right there. Well, we will worry about the next show on the next show. It'll be coming sometime for you later. I think uh, it looks like Chris Walder from the Walder Sports uh, Walder Sportscast is going to be on on uh, nice on uh, Thursday. We'll talk some Raptors. He's got some thoughts on uh, on what's going to go down with Kyle Lowry. Um, Masai Ujiri, are they going to get that sorted out? So uh, he will be on the show later this week. Look for that. Uh, I think that's going to be a little later than normal. I know the guest slot is normally Wednesday morning. I think he and I will record Wednesday afternoon. So that'll be a little later coming, but uh, it'll be worth the wait. Um, we are on Twitter and Instagram at TallCanAudio, Facebook.com slash TallCanAudio. I hope you'll follow and subscribe wherever you're listening right now. Uh, that is episode 805 of the Tall Can Audio podcast. We'll see you later this week. See ya! Now, y'all ain't got nothing else for me to drink. I'm a haul ass.
No, I'm serious. I'm about to haul ass. If y'all have no better shit than this to drink. Thanks for listening. You can get more TCA at tallcanaudio.com or by searching Tall Can Audio on your favorite podcast app.